Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the Marketing Minds at DoConvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. We are here, episode 134, with Jackie Lipinski. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Potentially a shorter episode. I think that's now a running eh. meme. And we say that every time and <laughs> then it goes now. for an hour and a half. Kevin says it's short. Four I feel hours like there's later. not as, as much on the agenda today to talk through. Real quick, uh, the Market Proof Marketing Academy uh, for the spring is officially sold out faster oh, than man. I think our first one, which was mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I feel like we didn't even talk about it. Like, well, we did on the podcast, but other than that, yeah, there was not, it was kind of a whisper campaign, I guess. Anyway, you can yeah. join the VIP list for the June Academy at marketproofacademy.com. Still sign up for, we're going to be doing it in June and then again in November, December. Can't remember, but that yeah, one, December. just remember mm-hmm. if you sign up for that one, or that's the one you're, you're focused on, it may end up being an in-person event. <gasps> Ooh, I already Let's picked hope. the location and everything. Cross your <laughs> fingers and toes. Hopefully we're going to be someplace warm. <laughs> <laughs> next yeah. this winter and then mike lyon our very own uh mr l i just made up that nickname is hosting the ibsx super sales rally and you can find out more details about that and register at do events nice do you convert.com slash events yeah and it's live, isn't it? Most, yeah, it is one, one of the, the very few, few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah i think there's only three or four that are truly live everyone else is doing like pre-recorded and then q a We'll see. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) All right. First up on story time. I'm going to go first this time, actually. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, and here's this is for Andrew. Oh, yeah. Again. Story time. Theme song. All right. So selections, content. We've talked a lot for what feels like a decade now about the importance of that. And as you guys know, we're going through the process of building a home on our lot with a local builder. The builder is fantastic. They're smaller. Last year, I think they did 35 homes. So they don't have, they have a quasi design space, but they don't have a true design studio per se. And so this whole story is just about a front door, believe it or not. The Thermatrue door company sells lots of doors all over the place. We have a, a double front door that's going to have a faux wood finish Uh, looks wood but no one just spoiler you never want a real wood door unless it's covered and completely protected from the elements which most front doors are not so it looks like wood but it's not wood and there are mm, let's just say eight to ten different stain colors that you can choose from a lot of people would say kevin why are you even talking about this just get a get a door that's primed and you can use a gel stain and i think people feel really cool when they say gel stain by the way like <laughs> your paint's on you use a gel why? stain on that door yeah <laughs> here's the thing gel stains are okay they're not great they tend to fade and wear r- relatively quickly in my opinion like 3 4 years and you got to reapply it it just and the whole point of this besides getting an office space for me is as little maintenance as possible so <laughs> like all the materials yeah. choice like i do not that's why Normally we would just, yeah, let's just build a new home every four to five years. Probably not on this one since we're building on seven acres. So we're going to be there a while. We don't want maintenance anyway. So we're picking a pre-finished door and Mm -hmm. uh, we order samples because of course the, the vendor that they use, they don't have any real sample. They have one door that you can look at and then pictures of Hmm. finishes, which as you know, doesn't really works. So we go to the, on the website, order the samples. We get in the mail a week or so later, little chips and look at them. And now Melanie wants to see 
some photos of those doors as well. So she can look at the picture, then look at the chip and do some type of totally crazy... normal expectation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jackie, you and I are both designers, so we don't have a difficult time visualizing things, which is part yeah. of why I have no patience for my wife. And I'm telling the world that because I'm just being honest, but I'm just like, it's a door. And yeah. if you look at that chip, that is the color. Like, I don't know why this, I don't know why you need a picture, but she needs a picture of this barley color that um, we think goes well with the garage doors that we picked in the rest of the house. Can't find a picture of a door. You can find pictures of like super close up barley finish mm, okay. and you can find pictures of renderings of like that door which is not photorealistic in any way it's just like washed out and it, it's it's not going to work you go on thermature's website and they have an inspiration gallery which tells you nothing it just shows pictures of doors that's your inspiration to get a door i guess not actually pick a door so it'll it's not tell sort you of by color or anything like that no it'll tell you the series of door that it is but not Super. the color that the door has on it uh-huh. They are pulling in hashtags where they're encouraging people to hashtag Thermatrue and tag your own door. But guess what most people don't do is list out what is in it. So whether it's Thermatrue posting on social or consumers hashtagging it, the very first comment on every single picture is, we love this door. What is the stain color? What is the finish? What, is, <laughs> yeah. what are all the details? What are the basic details I need to know? Yeah. Yeah, what's the yeah. Yeah. And, and more than like 70% of them are custom gel stain on site that's not helpful either so you're like oh, oh okay thanks not thanks for nothing whatsoever it gets worse so there's a particular <laughs> new color called acorn which there is oh. no sample of but there if you if you look it. at the majority of the doors posted that are wood, wood finish are this acorn color okay and my wife is just convinced that's because it is the most popular color that all like it's the trendy door. Everyone's using it. As a consumer, you don't know. Is that just because Thermatrue wants to promote this new color? Why don't you have a chip for it that we can take into different lighting situations and see? It? Like, it's just and she, and all the time, my wife because she's she now has um, let's just say big head syndrome because I told her that after our last conversation about home builders, where she just wants a search button that works and she wants to be able to see how to get to model homes. I had many of you reach out and be like, hey, tell your wife we're doing it. Like, she doesn't have to worry. <laughs> so now she's <laughs> nice. at dinner like a week ago. She's like, you better tell everyone. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you're, a, you're a door company and you don't... She's like, can't someone... Like, the barley door gets rolled off the assembly line. Can't you, like, prop it up outside in a wooden frame and just take That's a picture on an iPhone? And, and maybe just be like, but- hey, we don't have one right now, but we'll get you one in a couple hours or a couple days. Like this is not a small mm-hmm. company, mm-hmm. not a small budget. She actually ends up reaching out via chat, somehow gets connected to someone in the marketing department who's trying to help her. And her first question was, have you seen our inspiration gallery on our website? And she's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, doesn't tell me anything. I'm looking for this particular door. She said, oh, okay, I can get you that. Sends her a different rendering that's not on the website, but it's a rendering nonetheless. And she's like, this isn't helpful. I'm trying to figure out in a real life scenario. Anyway, finally goes back to the manufacturer and they say, well, we sold a barley door to a homeowner in Dublin, Ohio, about 10 minutes away from where we live. She gets in the car, <laughs> goes over, walks in the yard. The homeowner shows up like as she's like taking pictures like, of the door, she introduces lady? herself, says, hello, I'm, I'm looking at your door color. The manufacturer said, and she's like, I don't even know what color door this is. They said barley. Okay. I guess it's barley. 
you know, go ahead and take all the pictures you want. So now the irony here is my wife has something that Thermatrue needs. So she should send it to them so they can put it on the website and mm-hmm. tag it and use it appropriately. But she did something that apparently this multi hundred million dollar company could not do, which was track down a picture of a door and, and get it. But you know what she ended up picking ultimately? Not that one, right? <laughs> Acorn, the one that she can't see in real life anywhere. There is no sample of. She can't be disappointed if it doesn't. Yeah. Because all the cool designer kids are posting pictures of their new acorn door out there. And it's just like, why? Why is this? There's got to be, I I don't know, this could be dumb, but I'm like, there's a person that is making this happen. Like it's a single person. But I think that, I think maybe that's why there is that. So we could talk about why we think that is. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that we came up with actually on a builder partner call, because I've been ranting about this all week now. <laughs> I have a feeling that whoever is in charge of that, they're just outsourcing it. It's like mm. random agency person. You got like, if there was someone in the company whose job that was, you would think it'd be done better. But probably mm-hmm. there's just someone in the company whose job is to manage outside vendors because they don't really view content as being an important part of what they do mm-hmm. like their manufacturer like we, we create like catalogs they... oh yeah I, I i mean i've skipped over three other things i'm just going to tell you one more like she's been to multiple home depots in our place because they sell thermometry doors and the one lady was like oh we've got a kiosk in our hilliard location on the other side of town you could drive there so last night the oakley family <laughs> crew gets loaded up in the car go to home depot you know what they Chick-fil-A. have one door with a printout of colors that don't match the website don't match the chips that we have oh my Those gosh the doors to pick how many hours on the color of the door i just want that's to make crazy this, i'm like i don't i don't really care let's do we need a door let's just put <laughs> up a, just close up the opening at this point put some beads in the front <laughs> oh my goodness and meanwhile as a, as a, in a quote-unquote custom home and being a builder, my fear through all this is at this point, we're going to get a door and it's not going to be acorn. <laughs> I think this is the third time she's changed yeah. the color. And every time yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. Your expectations can't go any lower right it's now. It's going yeah. to show up wrong. And I can't really blame them, honey, because you keep changing your mind. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> all right. I feel you, better now. I feel relaxed. I feel calm. Good. It's out. Jackie. Talk to through. Yeah. Yeah, what do you got, Jackie? I, I have a opposite side of that coin, a positive story um, regarding a boring, also boring subject. I have a drain by my like daylight basement entrance that just kept awkwardly backing up. We had a tree removed, trying to clean it out. We contacted five companies. Everyone was in within a $50 price range. And the reason we chose the company we did was how aggressively positive their customer service team was. Aggressive so, and positive. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's aggressively positive. I'm sure it's just like, you can't reach out to anyone too much almost. So they contacted us. They're like, Hey, um, I know you said 10, we're going to be 10 30. Is that okay? Does this still work with your schedule? Okay, great. Okay. And then they text us. Okay. Here's a link to your, here's who's coming. His name is Trent. He enjoys fishing. Here's a photo of him. So, you know, it's actually him. He'll be wearing the shirt. Here's a link to track the van coming to your house. And then there was a line of like, and if you have any problems at all, here's the exact person in our headquarters to contact if, if anything, you know, if you're not feeling comfortable with anything he's saying to you. And, and so overall it, it, it was just like this weird. And then I looked them up on Google afterwards. I was like, they have to have great reviews. And it was like 497 five-star Google reviews after yeah. that. And I was like, absolutely. You guys are getting a good review for me because I just felt like they want to bump me out because someone else came to our house. They just, they like glanced down and they went, 
uh, one, they were an hour late Two, they just glanced on and went, yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably be this. And these people, when they had first come to, they like had inspected, like crawled around our house. Like they physically put, I don't know, work into it. Even if that had no change in the outcome, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I chose the right person because of how positive they, I think they were in approaching us and how they're, they're going to handle this. And then, you know, they also called us in terms of like, Hey, just so you know, here's the COVID reminders, you know, stay away, don't do this. And and I thought that too, in terms of, I I know we're having a lot of builders being like, people are hitting our model homes with no masks, trying to get in. If we could somehow create that, just like, just a reminder, like you have to call you, these are the standards in which you have to meet us and and please follow them. Um, If Thermatrue ran that company, they would have said, we'll show up sometime. And here's an automated (laughs) Facebook screen capture of Trent's profile picture. Yeah. And it might be like his kid, but we don't care. It's just <laughs> yeah. something that's no. connected to Trent in some way. I hope it's that not even yeah. the makes same you feel trend. better. Like it's- right. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it shows an avatar. It's just like a, <laughs> yeah. a faceless gray <laughs> yeah. circle think, thing with uh, eyes. Exactly. Over. exactly. So but overall great experience on a really boring subject that I felt was necessary to like, obviously zoomdrain.com. Feel free to Google them. And zoom uh, drain. Nice. So overall great. Very nice. Well, I've had the opposite. So we've been putting some work in on our back patio. Um, I've been put on Instagram. I need to do Mm -hmm. an update. So we had a, we did a hot tub because pools down in Florida are insane. Like COVID pricing, like three Mm -hmm. times as much as, which I'm like, these Mm -hmm. people are nuts. Like, and people are still doing it. Like, like you're spending $60,000 on a pool. Like what's wrong with you people? Like the beach is five minutes away. (laughs) Like just wait until it's a little bit warmer. So we did a hot tub, which is substantially lower cost sales process with this manufacturer down the street. Perfect. Like it was like, Oh, that was a lot of fun. Da, da, da. Up until like delivery day, delivery got moved, delayed. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, I work from home, obviously I'm on video calls. I can't just like, okay, whatever you guys need to do, I could just drop everything. So I'm like, okay, Monday is good. I will make sure like I have flexibility there. They're like, Oh, I'll be there Tuesday. I'm like, okay, whatever. sounds good. <laughs> but I might be working. I'll open the gates. You're good to, to be here without me coming to the back. So did all that. And then a few days later, we're like, oh, this doesn't seem right. And then this doesn't seem right. We're calling, trying to get someone out. We're like, okay, well, we'll call you back tomorrow. Our service tech's left for the day. And it was just like one thing after another, after another. And then finally, we got someone here earlier today. And he's like, oh, they didn't do this. Oh, they didn't do that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, this is so. Yeah, this I call that like the I'm cable, building cable installation yeah. problem. I don't know if you've ever had cable hookup. They all hate each other. Like, it seems like. <laughs> well, they always send out this other company who's not with the cable. Like mm-hmm. no name man shows up and mm-hmm. gives it his best shot. And then it doesn't work. And so then they send out level one tech who is like, did you plug it into the back of the box? And <laughs> then like, you yes, finally get yeah, the I right did. help. It drives me. That's. We, my wife and children are on us to get a pool as well as part of this whole house process. And I'm like, one of my biggest questions is, do you use your own vendors or do you just sub out the installation like to any crew that has breath? So, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. big. Yeah. This one, it was, yeah. inter- so what is interesting is they replaced the pump, which that's like a big deal. Like it didn't cost any, it has 10 year. We have things 10 mm-hmm. years on all the mechanicals, 20 on the actual thing, which is not so it's like replaced it in five minutes, but He's like, well, did they do this? I'm like, no. So like everything that could be wrong with the usage of it, even though mm-hmm. it's like eight by eight foot was completely wrong. I'm like, oh, well, this is messed up. Like we could have broke this. He's like, yeah, this isn't, this could have caught on fire. Oh it was God. running like at high speed instead of low speed. 
And sound, so we're like, this thing's loud, but I guess that's what it is. But low speed, you're like, oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Interesting. So Content and customer experience yeah. are yeah. the words of the year, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting they, how it keeps coming intermingle back. Intermingle, for sure. Mm -hmm. They definitely intermingle, intermingle. And marketers have direct connection on the content side, or should, certainly. On the customer service side, we were talking pre-show just quickly. It's like, like what you said, Jackie, is like, yeah. Builder X says, this is too hard. We can't make yeah. it better. And, and you're like, check out my, what, what does this company even do? Like clog the, removal service? Yeah, they just unclog. <laughs> like Rotor if you're in Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a very boring subject. And their, their photography on their website's great. Like everything is amazing. I'm just like, oh, why aren't, why isn't marketing and customer service? Like, ha are you guys having meetings? Like I need to know, because if, if you're having extra time right now, you, you do have to think of like the big picture experience. And just to get like, you know, I don't know what people's warranty follow-up process text message, you know, stream looks like. I know our, at ACH, um, our guy, you know, like would text and do this, but at the same time, it's like, uh, but are we monitor, you know, like, should there be a better process? So I think just analyzing everything you can right now is if you have the time, like something yeah. you need to put on your list. Yeah. And we know most people don't have extra time, except for you shouldn't have to be worrying about where to get leads and how yeah. to get attention. Yep. So from yeah. that perspective, hopefully you got some more time, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard. I'll never forget. I think I'd been at Heartland for two or three years and started getting hints that customer service was not, um, real, real great. And I found out that every time someone called in, it always went to voicemail. Oh. We never answered hmm. the phone, even if you were there, because the gal who was there was scared that someone might yell at her. And so everything went to voicemail, which just great. immediately already is like, yeah. every time I call you, I have to leave a voicemail message implies to me that you must be really screwed up and really busy with a lot of people who are having problems. Mm -hmm. And then later on in that yeah. same year, I also found out that crazy. they were using a service called Slidial to never have to call, talk to people when they called back. So it would just go straight to voicemail, show up as a missed call on, on a cell phone. And so <laughs> they would be like, Hey, sorry, I missed you. Here's the update, you know, and then guess what they have to do. They have to call back and leave a voicemail. It was just, and so all I could really That's do insane. was, say, Hey, owner, do you know, like, this is the process? Yeah, kind of. I mean, maybe we shouldn't do that. And eventually, you know, you get enough street cred and, and we, we changed that process entirely. Mm -hmm. But I think that's one of the things to just think through is if it's hard because like we make it hard or hard because we don't have authority in terms of marketing department, or mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard too, because the company culture doesn't give a, you know what? Yeah. And so that, yeah. that's where you just have to make the call as to whether you're in the right place or not. And one of the things that for sure someone posted in their predictions was about, you know, this is the year to, to find the right builder to work with. If you're working somewhere where you don't want to work because everyone is looking for the right kind of person to mm -hmm. join their team in almost every department and area right now with so much growth happening. So if you're sure. not in the right place, yeah. I think the, we talked about like, do you have a seat at the table? Do you have your foot in the door to even have those conversations about customer service? And I think what the foot in the door could be is like, Hey, we're doing this project to help customer service, help better educate our buyers. Mm -hmm. So when they do call in for customer service issues or warranty, yeah. they at least have some background and you're not having half the conversation telling them about like, Oh no, no, no. Like say they're like us, like when we built, we're like, why is the trim look like this? I put pictures on Instagram, like, is this acceptable? 
if we knew those things ahead of time, like, Hey, if you look at it in progress trim on most mm-hmm. homes, like there's going to be gaps. Here's, we have a tolerance set in place. It's all reviewed by the super, all this stuff. And we're like, Oh, cool. Like that makes yeah. sense. But if you don't know, you just show up and you look at your house, you're like, what the heck? Like some bump put this together. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked today about like, Hey, a percentage of windows get broken. Just so you know, when it comes, just yeah. when you're walking your house, don't freak out. Mm-hmm. If you see that it's on our radar and just, yeah. you know, yeah. so a broken window. We have higher standards. Yeah. I think the hard part is if the owner, if the owner, division president, other leaders, like in that scenario, Andrew, of, hey, we're going to start this project. Most companies are like, well, we should put the warranty person in charge of that project. Like the head of warranty, why, why wouldn't they lead this initiative to improve their department? And that's where it gets tricky is as best you can, if, if you don't have the street cred and if you're not sure you don't, (laughs) guys, if you're not sure if you do, you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your ownership to to take it on themselves. And that's, again, what's hard because they've got a lot of things to do. So you've mm-hmm. got to sell them on why it's important enough for them to get involved with improving customer experience and, and the warranty department if you're having issues because you're going to yeah. need them to lead the, lead the charge and you're going to have to be the one to arm them with data points and and facts so that everyone, because everyone's just going to be like, oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, fine. It, it happens. We'll get through it. It's just a little, it's just a blip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Take them out to Chick-fil-A and they're like, oh, that was nice. And you take them to some, a not so great fast food place. Like, do you, should we be like Chick-fil-A or McDonald's? Oh, and if they don't want to be yeah. different than that, you can't yeah. fix that. But like, yeah, I think I mean, everyone acknowledges like why they like certain places more than other. And that's a meme anyway, but, like any problem in the world, like who should be in charge of vaccine rollout? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Who should like anything that's <laughs> <Yeah>. process oriented. <laughs> it's not about the food. It's just it's about, about the food. No, just this past week. I mean, two reps, two, two times around the building and into the side street that gets you access and the initial impression still, even though we know is like, Hey, everyone, do we want to go here? Cause this might take a while. Four minutes later, we're gone. Like in and out. It's, it's unbelievable. It is crazy. It's crazy. I'm yeah. The mobile pickup, whatever it is, I'll go and park and then place the order and then we'll come out. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not doing it right. I think I'm supposed to do that at home and then show up. No, it doesn't matter. They don't make it ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chick-fil-A, right. if you want to sponsor, uh, we'll we'll break our rule of no sponsors <laughs> just for you. We do that. Yeah. All right. On to the news. First up uh, from digiday.com. This is a preview of coming events. Uh, we've got a, a guest that we're going to be interviewing next week who's created a pretty amazing content hub. But from Digiday, what a content hub can do for marketing teams. Um, <clears throat> and this is promoted content. So again, be careful. Sitecore which is the platform, by the way, that publish, that, that um, a lot of large home builders use. Uh, I believe Sitecore is what powers MI Homes as well as Meritage or Ryland. I remember Sitecore was a topic of conversation. Definitely people use that. It's a, it's a, it's a platform that many home builder websites use at scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but just this idea of what is a content hub, how does it help? And it's centralizing content and uh, from multiple different places on the site. So sometimes what you can think about this, if, you, if you're thinking of a blog, um, or actually this is really the holy grail of search on a site, really. Um, I didn't use Sitecore, but at Heartland, often tell the story of you could go to the search box and type in angled kitchen island, and what would return would be blog posts re- th- that had that term in it, images that were tagged with angled kitchen island, floor plans that had angled kitchen island options, 
And it was it essentially created a content hub on the fly based upon that search activity. But this is the idea of creating content hubs where you're pulling in different types of contents, blog posts, floor plans, communities, uh, testimonials, and and putting it all together in a unique way. And again, we'll have an example from a, a home builder um, that that did just that. And if you're in the in the Market Proof Marketing Facebook group, you can go back in and check that out. Uh, Sarah Titus uh, posted that a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, she's gonna, great. She's going to join us very soon. But if you're not sure what a content hub is, this article from DigiDay will help uh, clarify some some of those things uh, for you. So it's really just packaging up. Have you guys seen any mm-hmm. content hubs used by builders? I feel like this is um, like, in some ways, I guess a community is a content hub page, right? You're pulling in floor plans yeah. and you're pulling in images, but... I think it is a it is an interesting idea that I don't know why we're not doing more of this. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it could be content hubs based on. I think that the weird the word seems like oh, it's a piece of software you buy, but it could also not be that, and it could be like oh, you have a content hubs based on the style of homes. So like if people want to build with the builder, and they're like, I just want to know like what kind of homes you're doing, and and kind of go through, and it could be like traditional, contemporary, modern, farmhouse, and then they could kind of go that route, and then end up at a community and floor plan. Versus starting at a floor plan or community and working backwards, um, it's it's definitely yep kind of abstract, but not really like the the search example is really like a dynamic content hub. You put in like the countertop type, and then boom, there you go. Here's everything related to that. Yeah, and it's 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 not just helpful for the consumer too. And this is again where the site core part comes into it. But they they give an example of a US based winery used a content hub to manage global content for a wide ranging brand portfolio. Before implementing a content hub, the business didn't have oversight of the types of or volume of content being created. This meant that not only was it difficult to deliver content, it was near impossible to determine its impact. By embracing a content hub, this business was able to unite teams, gain clear insight of their asset library, and improve productivity and efficiency across the content supply chain. So, this idea of you know, if you've got a lot of salespeople who are creating content or helping you c- create content and you're curating that, the other thing that the content hub can do is just help you get a sense of how it's all flowing and, and being presented. And uh, almost like um, if you think about input outputs or Andrew, help me with programming. Um, like if else or. Yeah. Well, if you're calling something like you can function, ca- call a function down the line, you're like, go to this function that already exists and use it as the as the content hub back end is saying go grab this content for mm-hmm. this placement it's creating a record of how many times that content's being pulled uh, okay so almost like analytics on the content that if you had it say a larger builder has right. however many agents and they're like every agent is pulling up this stupid thing like they could figure that out and see what everybody's pulling up. And- yeah, I mean, you uh, some people will use event tracking for instance to see how many pictures are viewed on the site, but you don't you don't want to, to be clear in analytics, <laughs> but you, you don't know exactly which pictures they're looking at. You just know that they looked at 10 of them, but you don't know if they yep. skip through two and half a second and then looked at the other one for a longer period of time. So I think there's, there's multiple interesting parts. This is really just a preview of coming attractions. If you want to be better prepared for our, uh, our episode with Sarah Titus and this content hub idea, you can, you can check out this article and, and give yeah. it a peek. Okay, this is a, a new section from Thais called On the Radar. Ooh. I don't have a sound effect for it, but when On the Radar. Like X-Files or something. <laughs> uh, Clubhouse. Are any, mm. um, anyone using it? Any opportunities for home builders? 
Uh, and the article here is from Mashable.com. What is the Clubhouse app? Here's what you need to know about Clubhouse, the invite-only social app. Um, I think most of the DYC crew is on there. Um, I think so. I just got a notification is, that Jen Barkin made one. So It is interesting, and it is there, there are use cases for sure um, around education. Actually, this is another story time piece. So we're going to come back to Clubhouse in just a second. But the idea of Clubhouse is, you know, group interaction around voice. And my wife got on a Zoom call to talk to a pool company. And she thought it was a one-on-one appointment. So she actually like, hurry up, everyone. We got to finish dinner because I got to go do a 6.30 Zoom call with a pool company guy. Gets on, sets up the camera, starts talking to him. And then he's like, okay, well, let's get started, everyone. And, and it was a group call with eight other people. Oh talking gosh. about very generic general things. I'd be so mad. <laughs> and she was pissed. Yeah. Be, yeah. And slightly embarrassed. Like I've, I'm like, she's probably talking like it's her and this person. Right. Not that she would say anything weird, but like, so like, <laughs> I know that was just us like group presentations <laughs> and, and events and group, group calls, all that stuff is a thing, but please everyone be clear with the consumer about exactly what they're signing up for. Because that was not a good use of her time or their time. And of course, they even made it worse by following up afterwards. Like, thank you for attending this session. If you'd like to take the next step. And she's like, yeah, no, thanks. You're, you're off the list. That's crazy. It's a lot of dollars. Crazy. So Cl- Clubhouse is a little bit like there is some, some great dynamics. I think private groups in particular have a lot of, of value where you can have a private conversation. There's you know the ability to raise your hand and communicate. Most of, most of my experience, I, I don't know if either one of you is different, is it makes you wonder the same thing that I thought when I first like left work or school. I, you remember the first time you got out of school, like you, you were allowed to drive, get in your car, go get lunch and come back. Or like I was in, I was in student leadership, student council. And so I remember they're like, can you go get some supplies at Walmart or whatever? And I was like, this is, I'm leaving, like school is happening right now. And I'm leaving my <laughs> I'm car, rebel, not freedom. doing school. This sound, this feels crazy. And I was mm-hmm. a senior. That's what kind of loser I was. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's a little bit that same feeling when you go to the store, like the grocery store at two in the afternoon, pre COVID, you're like, what are all these people doing here? Does anyone work in America? It's that like clubhouse (laughs) to me is that same feeling of how do you all have this time to just sit here and, and do this? Uh, uh, it now there's, I don't know that that's, that's just, I see a lot of people saying the same thing. Like it's fun. I like it when I'm there. But holy cow, some of you all need to get a job or like do something productive with your life other than just hang out by the virtual campfire and chat. Yeah. Now, ironically, and I'm, I'm not making this up, folks, um, someone uh, just, just sent me a text message at 2.53 p.m. Uh, saying, so when is the first DYC clubhouse? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so maybe you all want it. I can't tell just, you. I'm old and out of touch. I, I do think, you know, podcasts are popular. Voice is a popular format. Mm-hmm. Not having video attached to voice is also intriguing to some people because they don't have to worry about their appearance. And you can, you can hang out with people and communicate without that pressure. But it's to me, it, it's definitely interesting because I'm like, this is a glorified conference call that you could just like jump in and out of, sort of. But to me, I think the cool part of it, I haven't participated, but I think the potential is if you are connected to enough people and you have the circles set up, it's the, the, that is this word serendipity of like, Oh, these five people that I'm friends with are talking right now. Like I have a few minutes. I'm a hop on. 
but like, I feel like planning it is a little bizarre. Like, why would you plan that versus planning something else? That's at least my perspective, like the randomness of like, oh, this person's talking. Or if you're like, say you follow Seth Godin, he's like, oh, he's on right now. Like he started a room or something like that. Like, I want to hear what he has to say. Maybe it's different than podcast. Yeah. And and you have to be live. Like a live. That's the main thing is that the audio itself, and this is straight from the article, but also it's true. It's true. The audio itself doesn't leave the app. That's the main rule. There's no recording of conversations and they're not saved, which put a big asterisk around that because somewhere someone's getting hacked and there's going to be recordings uh, somewhere, but yeah, a mic next to the right thing. Yeah. You can't not, you can't completely prevent recordings happening. A lot of venture capitalists, a lot of realtors, actually right now hosting they don't know what to do with themselves and that's that's a little bit of like yeah you all have time that many people don't did you see what they said it was worth when i had 1500 users no but i 100 I saw, million one uh, zero zero comma yeah. zero 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 comma zero 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 yeah I'm like what the heck i can get 1500 uh, users i mean a lot of something. vcs are saying it's gonna be worth 100 billion in the next 10 years so yeah I think what's, what is interesting from a marketing perspective is how they have chosen to launch it. So it's quasi invite only. You've got to nominate people. It shows in your profile, like who you're nominated by. It's a whole bunch of this like VC Bay area priority list kind of crap stuff that I feel like we should all be (laughs) over with by now. They do a good job of making, you can connect Twitter and Instagram to it. Um, to help find people that could be invited. If you need an invite, by the way, just um, just shoot me a note. I, th- I think it re- yeah. it refills you every couple of days. So right now I've got three, but I, I just, part of what it is, I look at the list and I'm like, you don't, no one needs this. Like I'm not, so if you, if you want in, Ooh, I, I guess to me that's, I, that, I want to record, record that clip and then see like, like reminder in one year, what is Kevin saying about this app? Because I, I think it is, <laughs> you know, like things shift so quickly and it, you know, it might change its value. Well, the fact that it, it's not recorded and it's live, again, in, yeah. in a situation where no one has time to get their own job done, we can't get the freaking barley photo of a door. Like if anyone from Thermatru yeah. is on Clubhouse, uh-huh. get the hell off there and take <laughs> pictures of your yeah. products. That's my that, point. That reminds me of a, a story. Um, who uh, Bryce brought this to me. Uh-huh. That she, was, she was talking about... Um, oh, what was it? It was about TikTok. It was just like the relevance of like, where do we like oh, TikTok yeah, and yeah. Instagram? Like, just priority. Essentially, how do you prioritize? Yeah. We need to make or someone needs to make, and it, it's different per builder, but like, here's a 10 out of 10 priority. And after you get that done, you could go down to the nines. And then here's the eights. Here's the seven. Here's the six. Here's the five. So Clubhouse is like a zero. Yeah. It's it's in the experiment oh, phase. You should, you should like, be on it. Play with it if you got all this other stuff done. But, but to be clear, like the cool kid phenomenon's over. If, you, if you're in Clubhouse, you're not part of any cool, like... It's not I, exclusive I enough. Like yeah. I, I see tons of people on here. I know. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. Um, but it is something to experiment with. You should get in there and experiment it and understand it. But in terms of actionable things to do, it's just a big old sit and sit and watch. I mean, I saw someone that I do know tried to host a clubhouse chat. Uh, two people showed up. I was not, I mean, it's just <laughs> my, my pro I'm, I'm purposely not following anyone on the platform. So don't take it personally. Cause I don't, I'm not engaging. I'm just listening and watching. My profile, I think, even just says, like, I'll probably just leave quietly, peace sign. Which is like, that's what, when you leave a room, it says leave quietly. So, yeah. So you It's it's (laughs) fun. Have fun with it. But don't don't spend your working hours on it. It's, as a marketer, I think this is a really key concept, actually. Um, 
this kind of stuff is your, that's like what you do for fun. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're on there at three o'clock in the afternoon, trying to figure out how to use clubhouse for your builder, wrong time to do it, do it from six to 11 o'clock at night. That's your, that's your, yeah. like, it's not work. It shouldn't be work. If you view that as work as a marketer, you're in the wrong mm-hmm. part of the business. For sure. All right. Um, next up from Zillow.com. The U.S. housing market gained more value in 2020 than in any year since 2005. That ain't no bubble. The full housing stock gained about $2.5 trillion in value last year, including $2.2 trillion from appreciation of existing homes. So only $0.3 trillion was added from new construction. Interesting. Or $274 billion. <laughs> yeah, only. $300 billion, sorry. That is crazy. So that's what a pandemic does. And yet, as we recall from a couple of weeks ago, Zillow is still saying 2021 is likely to be better in terms of value, not necessarily in terms of the number of transactions, because we don't know how, how much faster builders can continue to sell because construction hasn't caught up. But if people, Mm-mm. for now, choose to sell their homes, it's going to go amazingly quick. So there's a, there's a pretty cool chart here from uh, in the article that you should check out as well. It's a lot of dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one is just kind of fun to me because who doesn't like two billionaires um, punching each other in the face? <laughs> From the Wall Street Journal, Apple, Facebook, trade barbs over privacy-focused business models. Tim Cook criticizes app tracking tools a day after Mark Zuckerberg accused Apple of interfering with how Facebook apps work. So everyone's trying to tell the government, no, 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 go, go get them. They're the bigger problem. And so Apple is saying, hey, we're concerned about privacy. We're going to limit the ability for these apps to, to do different things on our platform that without alerting the consumer. And, and so Facebook comes right back and says, yeah, that Apple thing's kind of a monopoly. They have their own app store where they can control who, who can and can't be on it. And they view us as a competitor. We view them as a competitor. And this really doesn't have anything to do about true, truly being concerned about privacy. It's just a different way to, to inflict pain on a competitor. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about any of that, but I just think it's interesting. That I just enjoy them fighting. <laughs> yeah, they're will, both. If, if I had to pick a side, I, 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 for some reason, favor Mark and Facebook. So this is weird because I do too, even though I think Apple is a better company and probably does have overall consumers' best interests at heart. I am more on Facebook's side because I think Facebook's just an easier thing to hate in general. But Apple has mm-hmm. just as much power, if not more so. If Maybe I can only get on Facebook mm-hmm. via my browser, I'm not probably going to use Facebook very much. Yeah. If, if I can't Maybe. use the app. Maybe that's why I, I view Apple like they have the control in this. They're the like true they, gatekeeper. They, mm-hmm. they, they are. They own the apps. Like it's like, I don't know how, I don't know. It's not Facebook. And everyone's tracking you. Apple tracks you just as much as Facebook tracks you. So it's, it's, I'm like, they're both guilty. It's. Yeah. Yeah. But Apple doesn't sell data to anyone else they still collect data true. for themselves every, on every right? app that you're using let's just let's just not talk about that but they don't sell your data and your, which and your photos and facebook your, doesn't sell your data either uh, that's just a weird like they did never really they got hacked but they collect <laughs> the data they use the data they sell access to data but not individual personally identifiable data i mm-hmm. guess that's a big big difference and yep. so there's, there's other companies. Someone just mentioned one to me. It's like Zeta something. And, and on their homepage, it's like, we have you know, profiles on 2.4 billion people and you can have access to them and use them to make your ads better. And I'm like, well, hold up. Like, 
what? Anyway, I, 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 I view Apple as a gatekeeper overall. And Mark does have a point that iMessage is the most used messaging platform. They have the Apple wallet, which is like probably the sixth largest bank in terms of like, <laughs> just when you get cash back from your Apple card, it goes in your Apple wallet and Apple gets interest for every day you leave it in there. Like you're, you're letting them use your money. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're going to come out with a car. Like I, I, I get it and I love all their products. So that's why I'm conflicted. But I just, I feel like Mark actually has more valid points. He's just, no one's going to listen to him because he's yeah. a cyborg he's, <laughs> he's, or a lizard or what are people called? I don't Mark, know. don't listen to this. This is bad. He's not listening, obviously. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it, like, Apple has your life. Like, if you lose your phone, yeah. you're like, oh my God, like, mm. it's same like, we talked about, like, Amazon knows what you do. Like, here's your purchase history. They could construct everything they know about you. And they know where you ship it to. They, they know who you're related to. Like, all this stuff. And then you see, combine Apple and Amazon, and it's like, this is you um, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's the same. Like, Amazon, we always keep talking about this too, Andrew. Amazon has more data that's more important on on every human in the United States than anyone else because they know what yeah. you actually are buying, not what you're shopping yeah. for, not what you're considering, but what you actually consume, watch, sometimes listen to if you use Apple or Amazon Music, all those different platforms. Uh, I use Amazon Photos. They have every picture that's ever been taken on any of our phones uploaded. And they're that. Like analyzing they, the photos. And, and they and, analyze them. They know it's in the picture. You can search by dog. You can just type in tree in Orlando and up comes the pictures from when you were near a tree while on vacation in Orlando. Right. It's, it's, it's Crazy. amazing, but they don't get, you know, the same attention that other, that other people do. So I, yeah, something to watch. And again, the, why are we talking about this at all? Because iOS 14 and its potential impacts on how ads happen uh, mm-hmm. and, and just this continued, it's going to continue and it's not just going to be from Apple, Microsoft and others are, are going down the same path as well. So, all right, real quick too, we do have a list of the top 10 episodes of the podcast from last year based upon plays. And so go ahead and check that out at doconvert.com slash top 10 NPM episodes or link in the show notes. All right. Sweet. On to, do we have time? Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Okay. On to a question that was sent in via email to, to us earlier. Again, what we're going to try to do as best as we can is remember to grab these. They come in all the time. Oftentimes we're able to get an answer back to them. Sometimes we, though, we just want to grab them and keep them and talk about it on the podcast a little bit more. So here is, here's the note that I got. Hey, Kevin, hope you're well. A colleague and I were recently having a discussion over whether or not we should gate a couple areas on the site specifically access to our plan book, PDF, and our visualizer tools, which are currently used um, via rendering house. We currently require a full name and email before proceeding. So those, those pieces are gated. Opinions were shared on how buyers were able to be converted through requiring the emails and conversely, the way we may be bouncing more buyers than it is worth and the other contact forms on the site and that the other contact forms on the site were doing their job. I'm curious if you have any opinions on this topic or any articles that we may reference to further identify our decision. So basically to gate or not to gate, that is the question. And over and over and over again, and and this is a fundamental flaw and, and it's, um, causation correlation is part of the challenge outside of home building. Most, most companies use the idea of a lead magnet, which that, name makes me want to throw up in my mouth, but 
They use a, a lead magnet, something of high value to get contact information. And the idea is get as many people to convert as possible, get their contact information, drip out emails over time, and then they will work with you. Again, uh, even do you convert to an, to an extent does this, right? We have, hey, join our email list. We will send you an email newsletter. At some point, some of you choose to work with us. Some of you do not. So again, I'm not even saying we don't do some of this although we really don't gate very much at all currently. But as a home builder, that whole premise, I have never seen work to the extent that people believe it will work based upon what other industries do or stories they heard from someone on stage somewhere or another expert. And again, we haven't talked about it in a while. Some of you may not know this. There's a gal who spent half a million dollars doing Facebook lead ads, which are basically gated content. You want to see these homes, give us your contact information. $500,000 after eight months of nurturing tens of thousands of leads sold five homes. Mm. It doesn't work, everyone. And yeah. so the causation correlation problem is you say, oh, we put in a lead magnet, we're selling more homes. That doesn't mean it's because of the lead magnet or because you created that. Maybe you had no way to, to become a lead that was easy to find before and now you did. That does not mean that you have to in fact, again, right now, the idea is we want fewer actual leads in today's environment. We want them to be higher quality. And how can they become higher quality leads if they can't self-educate and explore on their own? Mm -hmm. So I agree. No, uh, the answer, the answer is, is no, as much as possible. That's my answer. I don't know if you guys have any other things you want to add in there. Jackie, you want to go? Yeah, I think it's the it's the FOMO, right? Oh, the fear we're missing that one person who I mean, of the hundred people who are maybes, you know, it's just it's kind of like that agent. Just I just need more leads. I need more leads. No, you need higher quality leads. It's it's okay. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I've seen this idea swirl around. Like it it, it always comes back. But you're you're just yeah, I think you're, I agree. Just the right move is just, it's not worth it. Just try to have as much as you can. I know there's one builder we talked to this week who they're getting so many leads. And after I analyze their site, it's because their site isn't answering any questions. And so the OSC is actually just fielding more questions than right. is necessary. And mm -hmm. so it's, it, it's, it's, you're just creating more of a problem for yourself. And I know a lot of people are like, well, we just want to keep that behind, you know, this door. Just, just, just. I agree with Kevin. And I'm not Let saying there it. isn't a sliding scale there yeah. where in, in certain instances, like the great recession that hits and there are no leads anywhere to be found. And you just want to try to get 10 leads a week. Mm -hmm. You might have to do that, but that's, that's not every yeah. time. It's not always. And this is definitely not a time to gate more things than you need. Even mm -hmm. guys presale without fail in the VIP process is a form of gating that What's critical to that is that's the only time where that makes sense because you have nothing else to tell them. That's, that's yep. why it's authentic gating mm -hmm. is you're like, hey, we don't, we don't have all the details in this neighborhood yet. So if you want to join the VIP list, sign up. But then you're not making them have a meeting with you to get some of that basic information. You're still eventually going to tell them what the base pricing is. You're still eventually going to put the floor plans on the website. And that, that's, a different, that's a different animal. But Yeah, I 100% agree. I think what people miss out when they hear that word lead magnet this is like super, it's super old school talking about this. I feel like is lead magnet of something of value. And mm -hmm. I think people always overvalue what that lead magnet is. Right. And yeah. then as time goes on, these things that we're talking about, like the visualizer tool or a plain book, 
is of no value. That's the standard and ex- expectation. And there's also this big influence on like, where did this idea come from? Probably from agencies or someone, like you said, on stage who probably mm-hmm. had primarily B2B clients where it's a little bit different when there is this long sales process and you have to educate with like a demo of the software. Yeah. Like, like 10 years ago, when you have a brand new CRM, you're not signing up for a demo online by yourself. You have to demo with the sales rep mm-hmm. or something to go through. So yep. we're like stringing onto those old school things yep. for some reason. And I, we talked with someone uh, last week who even, and I think this person's an absolute gangster of a marketing leader. She's like, like, actually, I want to, I want to make sure we're communicating to everyone else that unlike those other shady companies, we don't make you sign up. Like if you want to join this virtual event, just come on in. Like, we're not, we're not trying to grab all your contact information to hound the crap out of you if it's not a good fit. And I think that's genius. Like if your competitors are gating things, try to find a creative way to say, we're not like that. Again, that's part of intentionally. And we've got Mm -hmm. some devious plans maybe in the future, but right now the the intention is that there's almost nothing gated on do you convert's website. The, I think the only thing that's gated is like the 25 page PDF um, online uh, shop results thing. Yeah. Other and than then hopefully that, that's like tremendous value where it makes right. sense. And that, like, right. The, exactly. So there, there is actual value there, but also we're, we're not, gonna we don't have a 10-step drip campaign to convert you over time attached to that either it's like thanks for downloading here's your pdf Mm -hmm. see ya see ya (laughs) you might get the monthly newsletter now that's that's it so yeah Yeah. no calls uh, (laughs) don't don't gate uh as much as as much as humanly possible all right answers to last week's question of the week this was a fun one. This was a fun one. It spurred even more conversation. I made a LinkedIn post today that I'm especially proud of that um, someone oh, in it. here sparked me because there was comments about what was good or not good or right or wrong or something else. But the question of the week was... Yeah, the question of the week was, has your builder implemented a wait list of some sort in any of your open communities? So open communities was the big there. Obviously, there's usually a wait list and a coming soon, but something that's open. Yeah. Do you have wait lists? And it was 20 to 14. So what is yeah. that percentage? 20, wise? Said yes. but 20 people said yes. 14 said no. No one was not sure. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad you know. But then there was an additional 25 yeah. uh, comments in the thread yeah. down below. Yeah. But yeah. 60% said yes. And again, that's open neighborhoods. That's crazy. That is a lot of people. And that was my main hope was it just helped people understand that this is a national uh, thing that's happening yeah. right now. And a lot of people, and there were comments in here about like, Hey, we don't even really know if we're doing this right or wrong. We're just, we're doing it cause we have to. <laughs> so thanks for everyone who, who did comment. There's still a lot of good discussion on there for sake of time. We won't go through all of them, but no, you're not alone. If you're have wait lists mm-hmm. for open communities, but there's lots of different things to consider. And there's a lot of people sharing their take on why they're doing what they're doing that I think. Yeah. Is, I, is I really like John Williams comment. I don't, should I read it? Yeah. Or do we have time to read yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, here we go. So their wait list, you must be registered in the CRM. You must have lender prequal letter. Once first two requirements are met, then, then they're added to the centralized list. So then they release the lots. We send out the announcement to the waiting list first with an invitation for their highest and best offers. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. After lots are sold, list starts over. Prospects and prequels are re-verified. List is maintained to take off non-interested parties, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I don't, I, and again, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Go like, back to 2014, you're not doing that, mm-mm. except for in a brand new neighborhood that's got a ton of pent-up demand. 
But this is the kind of thing we talk about. Take advantage of, of what you can get away with doing right now. In this case, it's working out really well for, for John and his uh, home building company, Visionary Homes. But definitely, definitely go in there and, and take a look. Also, a big shout out. Congrats to Lacey. She won the random drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card. Again, 2021 is the year of fun and prizes in the <laughs> Facebook group. So we'll, we're not going to do it every time we ask a question of the week. But, oh, heck, let's do it this time because this one's near and dear to my own heart. And the question is, we're considering a potential format shift for the podcast. And I just want to know if you care or don't care or have an opinion on it. So here's the, here's the concept is, uh, as you know, the Do You Convert team continues to grow. And, and part of what we like, Andrew and Jackie mm -hmm. uh, are in agreement here with, we're all in agreement. Part of the fun part is we know you all like uh, to hear different voices and we like presenting as many different voices as we can on the podcast. And so one way to, as our team gets bigger, not to, not to have like, I mean, it would be sad if you only heard from Jackie Lipinski every, <laughs> you know, other month she made an episode. Yeah. So what it's we're considering is separating the news and story time from guest interviews. And so those would just be uploaded separately. This is really just pure preference. You're still going to have access to get this content in any way. You just might say, I don't care if I listen to the news and the story time this week. Oh, they just interviewed some other amazing marketing rock star. I, I can't miss this one. But that would let over the course of what right now is one episode would become two episodes. We could get kind of a, a bigger mixture of, of voices and people on the podcast. So take a vote and we'll do another $50 gift card at random for everyone who votes. And again, your options are yes, no, or I don't care either way. Yeah, we should do a fill in the blank. We could delete that part if we don't want to. <laughs> or what, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it'll be a little answers. bit more work for Thais and company in terms of editing and packaging everything up. But mm -hmm. if that's what everyone wants, I'm all for mm -hmm. it. And, uh, and for we'll, the people. we'll be able to get more people in and out too. True. All right. That'll do it for this week. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya. All right. See ya.